Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. My name is Nikki Cumpston and I'm the Artistic Director of Tarnandi and I'm also the Curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Art here at the Gallery. I have a very special guest with me today. Before I introduce Kent, I just want to acknowledge that we are here today on the lands of the Kaurna people and I'd like to pay my respect to their elders to the elders of the past, many of whom I've worked with very closely. I've been living here on Ghana country for over 30 years. And to the elders who are present today, working very, very hard with the young people to bring them up to be the elders of tomorrow. So I'd just like to acknowledge that here we are today on the beautiful country of the Ghana people. Myself, my family are Barkindji people and we are from far western New South Wales. And I have a colleague, <laughs> a fellow artist, and another Barkindji person who's come to join me today for a very special treat. Um, Kent told me he was coming over today to see Tarnandi. And um, I just said, would you like to share the lunchtime talk with me? And I'm very grateful <laughs> that you said yes. <laughs> so please, let's give Kent a round of applause and welcome him. <laughs> Kent is a very accomplished artist. He is a photographer, and I'm an, I am a photographer as well. And we just thought that we'd share a few ideas and just a, you know, a little bit about our practice and how we work on country, on Barkindji country, in order to create our works of art and in order to talk about aspects of our culture that are very important to us and that we feel are very important to share with people. But first of all, before we begin, I would just like to start by acknowledging that we're here amongst the work of Uncle Badger Bates. And Uncle Badger Bates is one of our elders. He is a Barkindji artist, activist, environmentalist. He is a cultural leader and a very, very important person for us as Barkindji people, but also for the whole of the nation because he works tirelessly to bring the attention of the environmental disaster that we currently have with our Barker. And Barkindji is an, a word which means people of the Barker. So Barker, Barker is our river, otherwise known as the Darling River. So the Barker is our Darling River and it's in crisis. And in the work that you see here of Uncle Badger Bates, he worked very closely um, with myself and with the, the small team that we have working on Tarnandi here at the gallery to give us a new way of looking at his work. So if you look along the side here and behind Kent and I, there are these extraordinary lino cuts. And each and every one of these lino cut prints, using that intaglio method of carving, gives you a hint of a story about country, about connection, about survival. Uncle Badger was brought up in Wilcannia and he was brought up with his granny Moisey and they lived not in the mission because as Uncle Badger says, says, he was a person who was of a lighter skin color and so he was at great risk of being taken during that time when the stolen generations, when people were being taken away from family so he and Granny Moisey travelled 
travelled the river and continuously had to move on. And so in this particular print here, Mission Mob, Ben Mob, it's showing us the difference between the people who were living in the mission and the people who were living around the bend. So you see the mission houses here all lined up. And over on this side, you can see these little tin huts. And these are the tin huts that, that Uncle Badger's talking about. And, on, and you can also see when you look closely, there's a beautiful scar tree here. There's the pelican, there's the, the, the black swans, and all of the fish swimming in the river, the ducks flying in the sky. So there are aspects of that life that we can see when we look at these prints. We can get a hint of, of, of what life was like and that they lived off the land. So they lived by fishing, by hunting, and also by carving. So, Karina, did you need to come? Okay, great, all right. Karina Morgan is our Auslan interpreter and is with us here today as well. She's on staff with our education department. So the works, the works that, that we see, uh, the, the, the techniques that you see in making the intaglio prints, the lino cuts, is the same type of skill that Uncle Badger learnt from an eight-year-old, from when he was eight years old, from Granny Moisey, teaching him in his words how to rock the knife and to carve emu eggs. And if you imagine an egg, you need great skill and control over a knife in order to carve through very, very fine layers of that eggshell to make something that reveals all of these layers that, that will, it'll be a picture. He creates all sorts of pictures in emu eggs that you can't quite believe that you could create by carving into something that fragile. So that skill started from a very young age and he continued learning, he continued making and became a very proficient carver. And so one of the things that he wanted to be able to do for Tarnandi was to carve a story out of the traditional tools and weapons reflecting a similarity with the work that you see in an actual lino print. So on this wall, on that southern wall, you see his hand where he has carved. On the bottom section is Ngachi, a rainbow serpent. You can see the eyes of Ngachi are the muscle shells. And then at the tail of Ngachi are two women's digging sticks. And that's referencing the importance of women in culture and, and the importance that he places upon women within his life and, and how they've supported him through his, throughout his life. So then you see, so you've got Ngachi blowing a rainbow. And that rainbow is made from Mutta Budura and they are a club crossed with an axe. So when you get a chance, once we've finished talking, Go and look closely and you can see there's a very sharp edge on the bottom part of that club. And so that, that's a very um, important tool for Barkindji people. And it was after seeing an image of a Mutta Budura. So Uncle Badger came to Adelaide early last year for an exhibition um, which is bringing attention to the plight of, of the Barker and our current situation. And 
During that time, he came over to the gallery and we did a walkthrough of the Elder Wing and we were looking at some of the beautiful Aboriginal cultural material that we have on display, the shields and there's some boomerangs, there's some different objects. And he, he was reminded of the Buddha Buddha and said, you know, I could carve them for us. I, I've got an idea. And when I went up to Broken Hill to visit him, um, he said, get the other end of that tarp, bub. And I grabbed the end of a three by five metre tarp and we laid it out in the lane between his house and the house next door. And he started hurriedly going inside and grabbing all of these. He had some boomerangs, he had one mutta buddha, and he had some nulla nullas, um, which are the sun that you see referenced up on the, the left-hand side of the image. So they're women's and men's clubs, the nulla nullas. And he said, what about this idea? And I couldn't believe it. I thought, oh, that'd be, that'd be all right. I said, on the wall? Yeah, on the wall. And as you can imagine, it's easy enough to lay something down on a tarp, but to actually put it on a wall. <laughs> Lucky for us, we, we have a terrific jeweller here at the gallery who works with us on the installation team. And so Dan, Daniel Schutt uh, devised these beautiful um, fittings to be able to, to place these works up on the wall. And Uncle Badger came and we worked together to lay it out and then to, to bring it up onto the wall. So you've got Nachi blowing a, rain, a, a rainbow and then you have, on the top right side, you've got the Wilta Wutunyu, so the Seven Sisters. And that formation is made through using the mussel shells. And the reasoning behind using the mussel shells is to share with us the fact that the, the mussel shells aren't growing to this size anymore because of the lack of water in, in the waterways. And there's one of, one of the um, constellations that you see so the Seven Sisters, Witu Witu is the Seven Sisters, which is Orion and Pallades. So it's, a, it's referencing the constellation. And that's a story that's a universal story internationally, but also very a very important story across Australia for many different um, Aboriginal language groups. And you can see that one of, those, one of those stars is actually quite dull. And that's because that sister still needs guidance. She can't go off on her own yet. She's still being nurtured and supported to, to learn and to get to that, that higher level of understanding of culture. And then you see the beautiful parrying shield. So the sun itself is reflecting the, um, the Anzacs. So Uncle Badger's father was a returned serviceman from the First World War, and he was a non-Aboriginal man, so he you know, he's referencing all of the aspects of culture that are important, that it's not all about Aboriginal people, but it's also about non-Aboriginal people and how we come together um, within our lives, that, that it's not just black and white. There's a lot of grey. And I'll just point out that there's also um, this particular lino print here is is referencing Witu Witunya. So you can see the seven sisters rising up here into the sky. And in the top right-hand corner, which is a bit hard to see from where most of you are, but there is a reference to Emu Sky, which is this particular lino print here, which is referencing that negative space and the importance of reading the sky, not only the actual stars and constellations, but what is between that. And I think that is a good way to segue into 
Over to you, Kent. <laughs> Thank you, Nikki. It's just uh, wonderful. And I must say it's a great honour to be here. I'll also pay my deepest respects to Ghana people and their long continuous connection to this country. Um, there are many connections we have here. Of course, I also am uh, a Wimpracha, so my family from Burke in far northwestern New South Wales. And Granny Moisey that Nikki's talking about, Uncle Badger's nan that reared him up. Her sister, Granny Liza Knight, was my great-great-grandmother. So we have a family connection there and some of the links in our work will be apparent as well. I spoke to Uncle yesterday and he asked me to convey a message to everyone here and it's about the, the dual naming of, of the Barker of the Darling River. You know, they might know there's a campaign to have some a dual naming around the Darling River to have it as the Darling Barker and he was just adamant that I had to say. <laughs> um, he said, tell everyone not to worry, to, to not be scared of this. And there's been a campaign running, uh, a negative campaign around, well, the bark is only a, a name that's been used by our people for, you know, 20 or 30 years. Well, of course, it's been used since the beginning of time. And, you know, language being recorded well before the, the, the start of the, of the 1900s. So this name goes back a long way. Uncle was very adamant to let you know the dual naming shows a respect for that, for that river which is under so much great stress and how important that river is to us as Barkindji people but how important it is to the whole country and that a dual naming means that we're sharing and we're kind of understanding and, and looking away from, to, for a way forward where uh, indigenous communities, particularly those on the river but for all of us that feel that kind of pain when the river is in stress, that it's important, you know, and that cultural connection is important and indigenous knowledges and ways of thinking and, and uh, coexisting with nature and with important structures like the, the Barker are for all of us. So the dual naming pro, um, campaign, get behind it. Don't be scared of it. Um, <laughs> and all the other, I mean, Uncle's also asked me to, to, to talk around a lot of the things that, that Nicola, you've so beautifully talked about, so I won't be doing that. Um, but I'm here at Nikki's invitation, and it's a great honour to be here at, at Tarnandi and within Uncle Badger's work. I was fortunate enough to be one of the artists at uh, Tarnandi 2017. If you remember the vestibule, the entrance with the large works, the birds, birds on roofs, as I so lovingly call them, the Unvanished series. I'm going to just hand around some stuff to jog some memories, and uh, I'll just talk quickly about this and then the current series that I'm doing, which is called Barkindji Blue Sky, and how that might intersect, intersect and relate with Uncle Badger's work, if that's okay. So the Unvanished series that was here in 2017, and look, one thing I'll say, Nikki, with that work, it was the first time it was shown, it was a, a wonderful commission from the festival. That, what, that exhibition recently was shown uh, in Virginia at the Klugiru Aboriginal Art Museum. So this story has not only been shared first on Ghana country, it's, been shared where I live on Bunwarang country in St Kilda but it's also travelled internationally and shared this story and it's a story about place and how we relate to place and how the histories of place can often be uh, unseen. The title Unvanished comes from the novel by Bobby Hardy which was called Lament for the Barkindji, the vanished tribes of the Darling River. Um, and standing here today with, with Nikki and in amongst Uncle Badger's work, well, of course, we have not vanished. And I went to a family reunion for three women, uh, Granny Liza, Granny Taylor and Granny Moisey, um, in Burke two years ago. And they were from those three women. 
around 450 of us there, and that was nowhere near all of the descendants of these three women. Um, Torelli Station, which is referenced here in some of these beautiful works, when you see the reference to Torelli, that station was a, a home where Barkindji people went, particularly Gunu Barkindji people, Northern Barkindji people, who wandered on to Torelli Station to survive. Our oral history states there were 12 left, 12 Gunu Barkindji people. So for resilience and for, for survival, worked onto that station and of course then families flourished and the resilience and strength of our community was, was well displayed. So the Unvanished series looked at uh, a separation. My father was separated from his family. He was born in Tipperborough. And I won't go through into this long weaving story, but only to say that when I went back to Tipperborough and Barkindji people and, and Wankamara people, Mullingabba people had moved been moved forcibly to the Bree Warrener mission. But at Tipperborough, when I went back, and similar to Uncle Badger, uh, Dad was just born into, you know, a, a tin shack on the, on the outskirts of town. There was no real reference or recording of, of Aboriginal people living in this area. So if you went to Tipperborough, if people have been to Tipperborough, when you would go into that town, you wouldn't really recognise or realise the long-standing history that's in that place. But what you will see, you'll see streets named Wills and Mitchell. You'll see a boat at the end of the main street. Now, there's still to this day, I think, 75 to 100 people live in Tipperborough. It's a very small place. At the end of the street, it's a huge tourist destination. At the end of the street, there's an upside-down boat as a... You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a, a monument to colonial misadventure. It's the search for the inland sea that just wasn't there. And Aboriginal people had, had, had told, uh, you know, Sturt and, and, and the party that there was no inland sea and, and there was no point doing this. But of course they went and the mission failed. They nearly died. They really only survived off the generosity and compassion and help of Aboriginal people. But at the end of that street, instead of something that recognising the, I think around Tipperborough, 30 to 40,000 plus year history of Indigenous culture, there's an upside-down boat to this failed mission. And so when I saw that and that the entire fringe camp, there was no history of my family's uh, existence there or any of the families that had lived there who'd loved and brought up families and uh, dealt with a whole lot of um, challenges. So I wondered what, what still is here and what was still there were, of course, all the beautiful native birds. And I was able to see at the very modest uh, keeping place, which my... Nan's sister, Annie Kate Monaghan, had uh, put together some beautiful shields and objects with the beautiful designs and carvings of my ancestors. So when I came back and formulated what I would do to try and show again, this sort of shared history, but in, in any place there might be the 200 plus years of, of European contact, but in most often, more often than not, you've got such a long, rich history which is often not, not seen. Um, and these histories need to come to the fore. And we're in a process in this country of, of, you know, this is all happening. It's something that's bubbling and it's something that is trying to be done. The, the statement, the Uluru Statement from the heart, this idea of a voice to parliament, it's having a voice and also being heard and histories being uncovered and told. So in a way, in that Unvanished series, I was trying to express that each place has a long history. It has a long and complex history. And some of them are being uncovered and slowly we're uncovering more stories. But this is the shared history of this country. And of course, the native birds, well, we have a lot of people don't realise. It was funny to set this exhibition up here at, at the, out in the festival there. I thought, well, this will be easy. It'll just be sort of sectioned off these 15 huge big works to go in that whole entrance area. Well, no, it was school holidays. <coughs> and <the coughs> cherry picker, five installers or three installers and myself trying to put this uh, installation in. And the wonderful volunteer staff at the desk as people were inquiring, what are these works? Saying, well, that's the artist over there. Go and talk, have a talk with him. <laughs> so that's one of the, one of the most unique, unique installations I think I've ever been part of. But what hit me, <laughs> we got them up eventually, looked great. 
but what hit me with all of the inquiries I was getting during installation was that people didn't really know what a lot of the native birds were. And these were some of our most common native birds, as you'll see when you're going through the book. There are rainbow lorikeets and currawongs and sulphur-crested cockies and native miners. And I wondered around, or well, I guess I was interested around that kind of disconnection that we have, or can often have, around place and ideas of country. You can see in these beautiful works here how everything is intertwined. When I came in here this morning, I really took my breath away and I could see in Uncle Badger's view, and as, as in mine that I'll go through in the new series, this interconnect, there's a beautiful interconnectedness around cultural, uh, not only the cultural experience, that we're all one and connected together. And of course, a lot of the issues we're facing is around the disconnection of country and seeing country as something to exploit or control or to you know, capitalise on rather than something to look after, which is our, you know, a very important part of our family. Um, so, after this series and its travel around the globe, I went back home and again, it was, this was the family reunion where we'd gathered together descendants of the Knight family. Uncle Badger had done the beautiful uh, family shirt with one of his beautiful artworks. So there was, you know, 400 people going in and out of Burke, all emblazoned in these beautiful artworks by Uncle Badger. And one of the interesting things was that the connection we had had been developed a lot of the time through new technologies and through social media. So a lot of families had had disconnections. And to, to generate and reconnect a whole lot of people together who can live in disparate areas. I mean, my father was, was separated and, and he ended up in Melbourne. Then he ended up in Townsville. So there can be a lot of movement around. So I was at a family reunion. It was you know, a beautiful day. We were having a big breakfast. And I could hear a bunch of Corellas come in. And in the centre of Burke, there's a monumental telecommunications tower, Telstra Tower. And the birds were coming in and you know, interacting with this tower, which really caught my eye. So I vanished from the breakfast and went over there. But they stayed around five minutes. And by the time I got there, they were all practically gone. Um, and part of, the issue, part of the themes in my work are around this interaction of native birds and the built environment and around technology. And that change comes, I mean, adaptation comes. Some of these you know, beautiful works, when you would go back to the sites that Uncle Badger is, is uh, displaying here, of course, there's been so much change. And so many times, you know, the, the adaptions had to come obviously from Aboriginal people, but also from all of our native animals, including the birds. So I re realising that birds have a formed habits, the next morning I went back ready for these fellas at nine o'clock. They came at nine, they left at 9.05, so I went back <laughs> thinking, right. And I could see a whole lot of things bubbling here. Here I was in my country. Here were the Corellas, which relate to another story, um, a cosmological and ast astrological story. It's the Kinkinulu, the two sisters in, in the sky. Uh, in the, and they link to the Magellanic uh, galaxies, the two dwarf, well, clouds, the two galaxies that orbit the Milky Way. And this story is around two sisters, one old, one young. And the, those galaxies, again, there is one very old and one very young. But the story around it is them waiting for Neurally, one of the ancestors, who's generally a crow, to cook up the emus. So the emu in the, you know, that's a reference back to the emu in the sky. So there are a lot of stories that link our, I guess, family connections, philosophical systems and ways of thinking to the galaxy and to the cosmos. And it's that time immemorial. It's just that constant cycle of our past, present and future. 
And all these things were bubbling in my mind, but I thought, right, I've got to take, this, uh, take some photos here within five minutes and try and create a story around this horrible gargantuan uh, Telstra Tower and these beautiful white Corellas who are interacting so playfully with it. Now, um, I hope you've all got clean hands. <laughs> so I'm going to hand these out. We brought these out on the front seat. I don't think it's going to happen. But these are actually original prints from the series. The series, they're very large. Oh, oh OK. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, and so the interaction of the native birds with this new form of technology, which is not only a, a bit of a, a blot on the landscape, but interestingly, it, it helps us communicate across vast distance. And I think this is part of the experience we have in a changing landscape and a changing environment. It hit me today flying here, well, it hits you pretty much everywhere you go, around how much land has been cleared, how little, I guess, uh, interest over the past has been in the importance of trees and the interaction of all of the insects and animals to create a healthy ecosystem and a healthy environment for us to exist into. And that all of the designs that are on our shields and, and belongings across the country really relate to systems and to kinship systems, to systems of um, utilisation of, of knowledge and philosophy and around creating balance between all areas, whether it's land, sea, sky, plants, animals, people. There's an interconnectedness. So the thing I wondered and loved about being in here with Uncle Badger's work is it's around the stories in the sky. And for us, stories in the sky are so in very important, whether it's the night sky or the day sky. And of course, given that we have the oldest birds in the world, our songbirds, parrots and pigeons, and now scientifically been proven, finally, to be the oldest birds in the world, that they originated here 53 million years ago. That old theory of, well, Australia was empty and things came in from the north. No, people weren't looking, but 53 million years ago is the oldest bird fossil found right here. So it's not surprising that our birds are so organised, so noisy, so chatty, they're kind of hyper-intelligent, but that they're also so critical and so integrated into Indigenous creation stories. And we're seeing many here. Um, so again, it's that idea, and I think going back to Uncle Badger talking about the dual naming, it's about interconnectedness. It's about how all of the elements that we have are now out of balance, but we have the knowledge systems and philosophies and they're beautifully expressed here. And I can see elements of these works. Can we have this one? Around the beautiful incised line work. And these are the, you know, inspired by beautiful shields and that concentric designs which adds, you know, system and balance that I can recreate the built environment to reflect those, to look at that place and say, what is here? But what was here? What's that shared history, that dual history? How do we sort of try and find a better way forward so that all voices are heard? And the importance of not just thinking about your feet on the ground, but everything above and beyond and the interconnectedness of, of all things. And so in my own unique way, um, this is the, the themes and methods of my practice. Where do the works go after Tarnandi? Some go back to the artists, some are acquired into the state collection, and others go, others have been acquired by other collections, either private collections or, or public collections. So it's really between the artist and the people who are interested in buying them. So 
yeah, some of them we're lucky enough to be able to acquire. And this actual display we have acquired. Yeah, yeah, yeah.